Welcome to another episode of Free Basketball on the Grizz 901 Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryan Meadows, and joined, as always, by one Mr. Cody Holsey. How are you doing, sir? So good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. We, uh, As you may know, if you're a loyal listener to the Free Basketball uh, podcast, that we did not have an episode last week. Seems like we're going every other week now, but because for us working guys, working gals, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be always something going on. So we had to take off last week, but we are here early in the week. So you get an early week episode. So, you know, that means there's another installment of last mascot standing coming, which I know is everybody's favorite segment so it keeps moving on we're excited for another first round matchup um but besides that today we're also going to talk about something that i know is putting a cart before the horse so to speak um but it's something to at least kind of look for uh to kind of put it in everybody's mind to not just you know debate this because i've seen this plenty but uh we're talking about this specifically for the Grizzlies because, you know, we had the MLK games, day, games today, and it was mentioned multiple times throughout the segments, were the Grizzlies actually title contenders? And I think everybody has an opinion on that. So I think we should throw our hat in the ring um, for what we think the Grizzlies are actually are. Um, and we're actually going to look more towards kind of statistical proof and historical statistical proof, I should say, that people should take the Grizzlies seriously. The thing about being the cart before the horse is things can change, right? Injuries can happen. Um, you just never know with the NBA season. And I know we're getting pretty close to All-Star Weekend, which I believe is right at a month away. So we get that break with All-Star and then it's kind of, you know, the mad dash 25 to 30 games or whatever it is. Um, and then we have the playoffs quickly approaching. So it's kind of a good time to at least mention it, uh, not putting anything in stone, as you're going to see. But we're going to talk about, are the Grizzlies, do they have a case to be an actual title contender right now? Um, so we're going to do that in addition to last mascot standing. And then we'll have a little NBA segment, which is going to tie in uh, specifically with the Grizzlies topic. So let's get into this real quick. Cody, are the Grizzlies title contenders? Yes. What makes you say that they are title contenders? If I've said it once on this podcast, I've said it a hundred (laughs) times. Their depth. Oh, okay. Their depth. So you think they can go, what, eight to ten deep? I know most teams in the playoffs, it goes to eight. Yeah. You know, sometimes seven, but. One thing that like you you gain with depth uh, um, past you know when you have a team that can go more than eight guys deep like if you have a team that can go you know playoff rotation seven eight guys but when you have a team that can go more than that what you don't you're not going to play necessarily ten guys every game or every series even but it gives you versatility to be able to use different guys in different situations depending on matchups so I think that's one thing that like the Grizzlies really do have an advantage on. Um, they just got a lot of guys. Mm. And so you think that's a distinct advantage for them because, you know, it, playoffs are all about matchups, right? Mm-hmm. And they do kind of have a guy for each matchup that they kind of have to rely on. Um, so you don't think that's kind of scary at all if it's like a series where, you know, John Conchar is kind of the guy. Like, are are you a little worried about that, that it's John Conchar that you kind of have to rely on to be an X factor? Or does that kind of, does it make you feel more secure um, in the Grizzlies being a championship title contender because they have that flexibility? I think because they have that flexibility, I feel better about it. I mean, I feel like you're not like when it comes down to it, like John Conchar isn't going to have to be the guy. Jaw's going to have to be the guy like Mm. Jaw, Jaron Jackson and uh, Desmond Bain. Those are the guys that are going to be carrying the majority of the weight. You know, you have Dylan Brooks is like the defensive, you know, he's the, the Tony Allen of the team to bring it back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just, yeah. I just think that that versatility, like it really lends itself to being able to, uh, to you being able to, not you, but the team being able to just like 
okay, now you got, you know, if it's, you know, say they match up against the Nuggets and, like, you know, they need somebody that can, you know, that they need to change up the change up the scheme a little bit and give Jokic something different to look at so that he's not just, you know, picking mm-hmm. apart the defense that he's been dealing with all night or something like that. Like you can, you can change up the personnel on the court and give it a different look. You can go small, you can go a little bigger if you want. Like there's options. Yeah. I, I'm going to hundred percent agree with you. The Grizzlies are in fact, actual title contenders. Um, and I know you have some statistical stuff that, kind of leans into the point that you're making. And I'm going to throw out some statistical stuff that I believe in. My um, statistical as, stuff was the same as your statistical stuff. Oh, it was? I couldn't. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> the exact same stuff that you were looking up. So I was like, all right. Okay. That's so, why I came up with the I, the the other, the eye test contenders that I, that I sent you. <laughs> I like it. We'll see if we agree on this. Um, because there is kind of a criteria, right? Like I, I like doing power rankings. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I enjoy keeping track of. It keeps me involved in the NBA season and kind of know where teams are at based on, you know, the last week or two um, and just kind of see the movement of teams within a month. Um, so the criteria for this, I have two criterias that I looked up to kind of look at historically where, you know, most title contenders are in this thing that are kind of points. Now, these are not, you know, set in stone um there is definitely a couple outliers but it's more so the norm uh that these title contenders have these couple of things that we're looking for statistically and the first criteria is that they're top five in either one of these two things and those two things are offensive rating and defensive rating they need to be at least top five in one of those and the other rating that's not top five can't be worse than 11th in the league. Now, I know 11th seems like a weird kind of cutoff, but. I mean, it's like top third of the league. Like, Yeah, so you need to be, you know, really solid above average in one or maybe not above average. You need to be above average in the lower rating and you need to be excellent in the other one. Um, and so it doesn't matter which one. It could be mixed or whatever. It hasn't shown that one is better than the other. Although historically, I mean, you would say probably 10 to 15 years ago, people would have been more defensive, right? And now today is all about more three-point shooting. That seems to be kind of a indicator that maybe offensive rating is a little bit better. But, I mean, defense is what got the Warriors and the Celtics to the finals, right? Um, and especially the Warriors who last year weren't really lightening up on offense. They were kind of one of the outliers on that. Um, but that's because they had that weird kind of mid to late season lull where Steph was out, a couple guys were injured, and their kind of offensive rating cake, uh, cratered a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hurt them. But uh, these are from 1981. Uh, so what is that? 40-something years, 42 years? Well, I'm 32, and I was born in 1990, so you... Okay. <laughs> but there have been three outliers who were not top five in either. Uh, the 1995 Rockets were seventh in offensive rating, 12th in defensive rating. 2006 Heat were seventh in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating. The 2011 Dallas Mavericks were eighth in offensive rating and eighth in defensive rating. So not top five in either, but definitely above average in both. Yes. Can we look at, will you just look at those numbers again and tell me if we can say that the collective number needs to be no more than 16? If you add the rankings together, they can be mm. the number cannot be more than 16. Is that did I did I catch that correctly? That's interesting, but the Rockets in 95 were seventh and 12th. Oh, okay. So 19 would be the largest. Well, here's the other three caveats. Um, now these were teams that had one of the markers in top five and either, but the other one was not within the top eleven. So the 95 Rockets didn't have either. The 94 Rockets were t- were second in defense, but they were 15th in offense. The 2001 Lakers, which I know spe- holds special uh, 
feelings in your heart for you personally. Second in offense, 21st in defense, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. Which is crazy because that's isn't it? That's the year that they went like they dominated six, 16 and one in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, there is a you can look at the matchups and say, well, you know, the teams that they play weren't really great offenses themselves. Um, and they just kind of turned it on when they had to. But it, it that's an interesting case. Um, 21st in defense. I mean, there is no one that won the NBA championship that's, you know, oh. really that close to that, which is pretty, which is re- kind of remarkable. But they have two of the like craziest offensive forces that they're ever really have been in the game of basketball. You have yes, Peach Kobe Bryant and Kobe kind of coming, you know, really like coming into his own that year. Yeah, the other couple ones, 2004, the Pistons were second in defense, 18th in offense. Now, you could tell about that era, like, it was like 78 points was winning basketball games back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two ones are the past two champions, which is weird, right? Are we starting to get a little bit of a trend here? Because 2022 Warriors, like I mentioned before, they were first in defense, at least tied for first, I think, with the Celtics. 17th in offense, which I think may have been a little misleading because of the lull that they had midseason. Um, and then the 2021 Bucks, sixth in offense, uh, 10th in defense. Oh, I think I put that in the wrong one. <laughs> That's not an outline in the top five. That should have been in the uh, other ones that uh, maybe that's not just an outlier at all. Anyways, the Bucks. Um, but what we got here is not like, you know, crazy, um, I guess, dominating teams, but they still won a championship with may have been more context based, you know? Um, and so we get to where the Grizzlies stand right now. The Grizzlies as of Monday night, January 16th, 2023, first in defensive rating, 11th an offensive rating. So one of the markers of hitting the top five, extremely efficient. Um, Now I have always been kind of a downer on their defense. I think it's a little overblown for what they do, especially eye test. You're talking about eye test, watching the game. Um, The perimeter defense isn't that great. Uh, They can definitely be shot out of a game very easily because the defense on the perimeter is bad. Uh, But Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams have kind of, you know, Dylan Brooks has done his part two in spots being kind of bully ball defender, but those two have kind of made it look better than what it appears. So the offense is the thing that I thought would be a little bit better, Um, but 11th is still good. And both of these fit exactly into the narrative of historical for the past 42 years, Um, these past champions and really only what, eight outliers of those 42 years mm-hmm. uh, without having those rankings. So the Grizzlies, as we stand right now, are sitting perfectly within that thing. Um, and that's why we want to mention it now, because things can change, right? Mm-hmm. Like anything it wouldn't be happen. fun to talk about if they were eighth and 21st. <laughs> we could talk about the ways they could improve on it. But as of right now, people are talking about, are they actual contenders? As of right now, based on, his history with this criteria, you have to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, even though some of the eye tests for me personally doesn't really, like when I think of actual title contenders, the eye test of them doesn't 100% pass. Even though I think the offense, when they're shooting league average, the offense is unstoppable. It's still the perimeter defense that got me a little bit of a question mark without me saying, you know, 100%, this team will make the Western Conference Finals and could make the finals. I'm right on the edge, um, and the defense has been doing it long enough now where I should just be like, give in to it. But I am interested by the upcoming stretch of games where they just play better teams and better offenses. That's what I want to see. Because we talked about last episode is they've got to have January. They could go 12-3, and 13-2, and 10-5. and five. Well, here we are. They're, what, 7-0 and this month? Um, 10 wins in a row or something like that since December, late December. Um, so I can't remember exactly what it is, but 
they only need a handful more games, but this upcoming schedule gets, you know, a little more difficult than what they've been playing. So I'm just really interested to see if they can stay healthy, where it goes from here. And if they will continue to stay high in the defensive rating and climb that offensive rating, because you've got to take them seriously now. And I don't think people really are taking them seriously. Um, and then there is another criteria that I want to talk about is it's net rating. It goes hand in hand with offensive and defensive rating, subtract one number from the other and you get net rating. Okay. So it's not very difficult. Um, and so this may seem self-explanatory, but, the higher net rating, the more your teams, the more you're blowing out teams, the better it looks and you look more dominating, right? Um, and so I believe eight of the last 23 NBA championships have not, or eight of the last 23 NBA championships have ranked outside the top three in, in net rating. So you need to be a top three net rating NBA team to to be a logical pick to make a deep run and a high potential to make an NBA finals. So it doesn't mean that you can't win being a top five, top seven or whatever, um, but you have got to be pretty close. You can't be about an even team and expect to go deep in the playoffs um, or even make or win an NBA finals. The teams are kind of outliers on that. 2016 Cavs, Kind of interesting. They had that 3-1 comeback against the Warriors. Um, the 2011 Mavericks, once again, as I talked about, one of those outliers um, in the offensive and defensive ratings. The 2010 Lakers, Powell, Kobe, um, mm-hmm. were not top three in net rating. 2006 Heat. The 2006 Heat keep popping up in this kind of stuff. They're just outliers 2011 Mavs and 2006 Heat just keep popping up over and over and over in statistical outliers for NBA championships which well, is kind of like they're two of the more shocking NBA finals winners of yeah like like it's hard to believe that those teams won NBA champions championships um the 2001 Lakers pop up here again which is surprising we would not think of them that way, but they were kind of a weaker team coming into this thing. Uh, the 2022 Warriors, now last year they were fourth, and I have to believe if they wouldn't have had such a bad run midseason, they would have been in the top three. The 2021 Bucks were fourth. Uh, the Suns were actually third, slightly above. Um, and then the last one is, you can kind of count if you want, the 2020 Lakers, which I know was the bubble, and the season was done halfway so who knows but they were fifth at the time um so that number could have been higher if they played a whole season could have been lower i don't know um i don't know how you want to count that uh but where do the grizz stand right now in net rating it would be second they're second in net rating at 5.3 um there you go which is exactly the same net rating that they had last year, which I thought was pretty interesting because last year, I think in net rating, they were fifth or sixth. So it kind of made me think about, is this just kind of a weaker season for the NBA? I think it's just a season that has more parity. Has more parity. Okay. So maybe not weaker. I think um, it's actually like a testament to the strength of like the talent in the team, like in the league. Because like mm. you're not careful, like you'll get waxed by the thunder. Mm. That's a good point. That is interesting because I think that does kind of open up for maybe some future segment because I, I do want to come back to these when we get towards the end of the season, right? Because we head into playoffs. If the Grizzlies are still in it as a high seed, see where we're at seed-wise, matchup, and then we can kind of more concretely say what we think they're going to do in the NBA playoffs, but I just want to put it on everybody's mind because I do think there are people out there like today for MLK day, are the Grizzlies real contenders? And as of right now, you have got to consider them as one of the top three potential contenders um, in the NBA right now. Uh, And so, like we said before, multiple times that can change, but as of right now, they're 100% contenders. Do you want to add, do you want to add anything to that discourse before we move on to last mascot standing? 
No, I uh, I think I'm good on that. I think you really, I mean, you really statistically covered everything pretty well. I mean, I gave it the old like generalization that I normally do. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think you, I think we really covered it. Like, the Grizzlies have depth. They have the net rating they need. They're number one in defense. They're number 11 in offense. Like, take that to the bank. How about they're, that? They're How right about there, that? And it's just like, I know it feels like repetition. We say it over and over and over, but it kind of is what it is right now. There is another criteria that I'm waiting on because I want to see how it looks like towards the end of the year. And it's more of a scoring trio um, thing. So if you're kind of interested in looking at a scoring trio, you probably can understand where that's coming from. Um, and you can probably look at that yourself, but talk uh, about John kind of, Conchar again, aren't you? <laughs> it's kind of about a scoring trio uh, average points kind of thing throughout the playoffs. And where does that kind of match up, you know, with history, with scoring trios? That That's kind of what pushes you to an NBA championship, right, is that trio. Yep. Um, and so we'll save that for when we get later in the season. We'll come back to this probably towards the end of the regular season, but one to put on everybody's mind now to go ahead and start planning the parade on Beale Street, going down third. Marketing uh, the calendar. Cody's going to come in town for that. We're going to yep. have a special pod in person at the parade, right? Yep, we'll be uh, set up. And at the same time, we will be doing uh, or releasing who the champion is for last mascot standing because it'll probably still be going on by this. Right? We got, yeah, I mean, we got plenty of matchups to go. We can either draw this out or make it like <laughs> we can have a whole episode of it and like end it early we can drag it out if you want like however we want to do it we can really like you know we can we can we can, we can make it happen but i, I kind of like the pace we're going at now i think it's a good like just a good fun thing we're doing you know for those of you keeping a bracket at home we'll keep filling it out through the first round and then once we get the first round filled out we'll go from there let's do it let's last mascot standing the next well how many matchups we got today cody two or three today we got two matchups we got two matchups for you I got a hot couple of matchups for you. We have the number seven Bucks mm. versus the number eight Suns. Mm. Then we have the number 13 Magic mm. versus the number two Wild Card Rockets. Wild Card Rockets. There was one two seed that I just threw. A, I just chose a team at random to put into because I wanted there to be some controversy about the selection. <laughs> wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be like i wanted it to you know kind of feel like march madness so i wanted there to be some controversy and something that people should be like they're not one of the first four out they're one of the first four in and fight about it so that's that's what we got there the rockets made it into the number two seed. i'm sorry all right so in our first matchup we have the bucks versus the suns the bucks they're a male deer or mm. you know as their mascot you know, their mascot like shows their male deer or their dollars. Either way, strong idea, <laughs> strong concept. Um, Ryan, I have a question for you. Oh, have you ever okay. encountered a male deer out in the wild? Um, Not like walking out in the wild and just like ran up on one. No, I have seen plenty from my back porch. Now, let me ask you this question. If you happen to just run up on one in the wild, how would you react? I would probably stop in my tracks real quick. Say your child's with you. I would step in front of my child. Okay. To kind of be a buffer. But uh -huh. I know that deer are easily startled. Right. So I so would assume it would run away. But I would so just kind of stare at it and like kind of walk sl slowly backwards to see what it would do. All right, so the one thing I'm going to write down out of what you said there is easily startled for Bucks. Mm. <laughs> not child killer. No. Mm. Not, well, that got dark. <laughs> but we're going to write down easily startled. And then <laughs> next, we're moving on to the Suns now. Uh, the Suns, they like this is an interesting matchup for me in the seeding because, like, you know, Bucks are seven, the Suns are eight. But, like, what when I ask you about the Sun, what do you think you could do against the Sun in a fight or Suns? Um, if you were to try to stop the Sun from doing anything, what do you th what kind of power do you think you have against that? I, 
I, I really don't know. Like what? I, I have the answer for you. Sunscreen. Oh, clever. Because I was trying to think of how different is this one versus the heat? Yeah. It, like the, what's, what's the, the difference? Like, well, the heat, you have to just drink water to be hydrated and not die of heat exhaustion. Okay. <laughs> and this one you put on the sunscreen so that you, you don't get skin cancer. Mm, okay. You got to protect yourself. <laughs> so it's not like i'm actually going physically up against the sun no No, you're not physically going up against the sun because you couldn't yeah (laughs) it's too big it would devour the whole earth that's why i'm saying is that like is it more potent than actually expect to defeat the sun but no you're right just some sunscreen just some sunscreen in this matchup this is why this is one that like i just like we gotta we gotta talk this out so one of them, you put on some sunscreen and you're good. It's like basically like lotion up and you're fine, like moisturize. And then the other one <laughs> is like, they have sharp, sharp, pointy like antlers. And I'm yeah. sure if you pissed one off, they're just as dangerous as the next guy with sharp, pointy antlers. Like anybody mm. that has a sharp, pointy stick, like yeah. think about primitive man with like a sharpened stick as a spear. They were, they were hunting and killing things with that. So I'm just saying that I think <laughs> in my mind, I'm going with the Bucks. What do you think? Because if I can just put lotion on to like mitigate your power. Well, I've never heard of a buck dying from heat exhaustion. Um, I, I don't think that's a what thing. About, what about sunburn? Because heat exhaustion, I, that's the Miami team. Do, We've already done do, that. Do, do, do bucks get sunburns? They have fur. Yeah. I, I, so I'm going to say no. Right? Like Exactly. So I think the bucks are already covered against the against what the sun's bringing to this fight. Yeah, I think, I guess I have to say bucks because. I'm of, just saying that in, no pun in, well, I mean, pun intended, in light of the sun, there are still deer that run around it it's tough because isn't it like like i think of the i just think of the our son yeah that's the one we're talking about if that one was one degree closer to us or something like that everything on earth would just incinerate in the flames and cease to exist yeah isn't that that right that's crazy (laughs) but right now where it stands that's true we just need a little bit of lotion and we're good I'm going Bucks on this. Buck, Bucks win this matchup. Sorry, son. I, I think that's fair. Just I like how the finals fair. went down, that's how this matchup goes down. Mm, that is true. A rematch of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the Bucks. I I have to agree. Even though the Suns, I do think, is a, not harder to debate, but I think you could have different avenues to debate than something like Heat, right? Which is you know more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, a Suns Heat matchup would have been interesting. Oh, um, now you got me thinking for you know maybe the consolation ladder. <laughs> I like that idea. We'll definitely stretch that out. Uh-huh, yeah, a, we can, we can, yeah, we can, we can do this in the summer. <laughs> we'll be doing last mascot standing for the next twenty years. <laughs> Triple elimination matchup. Um, uh, it's best of seven series we're going to discuss <laughs> one of four points each time no. it uh, truly just turns into like an NPR debate show it really is all yeah. right so two things now we're going to talk about this next matchup which is comprised of two things that you and I have lots of experience with the magic and the rockets which one uh, do we have experience with both of them we both do a lot of magic oh. and we're very familiar with rockets so <laughs> So as our resident magic going with that i had no idea where you were going with that okay so so as our resident i thought you might be like a magic rocket or something i was like no 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 there's no magic rocket okay no 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 yeah sorry you've been you've been an illusionist for a long time (laughs) (laughs) so 
Master of sleight of hand. Oh yeah, man. This guy, <laughs> you, you can't you can't run into Ryan without him making you pick a card. <laughs> pick a card, any card. <laughs> if you're ever hard up for like a for like a soda uh, or something like that, he'll find a quarter behind your ear and you'll be right as rain. I was about to say I've always got a quarter um ready to pull out of someone's ear. Yeah. Um oh me. Magic. Is it real even? Is uh, the first question. Is it real or an illusion? Oh. That's what we say about magic. The magic. Is it real or is it an illusion? So it wasn't your own question. It's just like a general statement about magic. I mean, yeah, that was what I thought about magic too. I was like, you know, is this handkerchief ever going to end? Was another Mm. thing that I thought. Mm. Is that Um, really coming out of his ear through his head? You know, and they do from side to side. Yeah, exactly. Is she really being sawed in half? Yeah. When I think of it in this context, I'm like, is basketball magical? Like, is it magical to watch basketball or you see something magical when you watch Orlando, which really hasn't been the case for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, 30, like, well, I guess they made the finals and whatever it was, 2000, whatever. I have another question now. It was 2009. Um, I have another question for you. If when you're, say you're going, just like say you're playing a high school game, you know, you play for the Wichita Tigers and <laughs> you're going to play the Massachusetts Magic. What do you expect their math? Like, I would expect, I would expect a bunch of people in the stands to be wearing like wizard robes. I would expect there to be sparklers and like, like glitter. I, I don't know. I just expect that there would be like, a lot of silver. But yeah, there would be yeah. like some real some people would be dressed in fancy clothes. There would be shiny things everywhere. You shouldn't touch that vase. Uh <laughs> that book talks like all kinds of stuff that you know just seems like it wouldn't belong in a basketball game. Yeah. And also wouldn't be super intimidating on a court of basketball. But also somebody's got, you know, a wand and they're like, you know, doing spells and stuff during the game, maybe. But once again. <laughs> It's not that intimidating if someone stand over on the side going, pick a card, any card. <laughs> so um, those are my thoughts on the magic. Do you have any, okay. anything to add to that? I have nothing to add right now. I need to see what the Rockets, like what kind of criteria we're talking All right. about. With the so Rockets. the Rockets, the Rockets is one of those things that like, as I thought about, because like, you know, we know that the Rockets, they're not talking about like a rocket launcher. Like we're not talking about like an RPG, yeah. you know, over the shoulder. We're not shooting a bazooka here. What no. we're talking about, because this is in Houston and we've all heard the phrase Houston, we have a problem, correct? Mm-hmm. So this is in relation to, you know, shooting things into space, mm. NASA, the space program, you know, a, an American tradition. SpaceX and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm, so we're thinking about space rockets here, which like one of these things is real. True. And it's the rockets. And they're fascinating because think about how hard it is to get up a flight of stairs yourself. It's not that difficult, but just think about if you had to walk up flights of stairs to space. how much effort that would take and then think about how much effort like think about all the energy and effort that that would take but then they're taking that and they're propelling something that's so much heavier than you and i could ever be regardless of how many trips we take to the golden corral (laughs) and it's just it's just it's one of the feats of engineering and ingenuity of the human spirit and just it's it's the biggest engine we got. Can there be a case made that the reason they were able to find out all this scientific stuff was a little bit of magic? Now you got me thinking. Ooh. Ooh. So who is the different angle. The rock- Who's the magician now, in the rockets industry? We're not just talking about, you know, <laughs> like a magician came in you know but took a little bit of magic right 
took a little bit of magic, right? To kind of figure out the combination of stuff. But when you're saying magic, like you're just talking about like, things lining up. Like now yeah, you're using magic fair. like as a metaphor. And like that's fair. You know, yeah. We're not yeah. talking I, about illusions. You're not yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not making you're not making somebody's nose disappear. <laughs> um what do you think here? I'm gonna I chose the last one, so I'm gonna let you make the make the choice between the magic and the rockets. Who do you think would win in the fight between somebody not necessarily a fight, but like between somebody pulling your card out of a deck and shooting something to the space into orbit? What do you think is gonna win? I I, I think I'll have to say the rockets because at least you know you could drop a rocket on a magician um you can drop anything on a magician yeah but the (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but (laughs) but i think (laughs) i can't stop laughing about that uh but (laughs) i broke ryan (laughs) But the crux of the argument truly is, do you believe in magic? Yeah, it um, really is. If and you as believe a, in magic... As a personal person... As a personal person. As a personal as a, person. <laughs> as a person. I personally do not believe in magic. So I, I'm going to have to go with the rocket. We're men of science on free Men basketball. of science. <laughs> The Rockets move on, and so do the Bucks. Uh, so maybe not a faulty two seed. We'll see you um, next week with a couple of surprise oh. matchups for you. Oh, yeah, let's give a little right. preview where we're at now. Right now, let me hold on as I pull up the stand, as I pull out my handy day standings here. We have the Grizzlies have moved on. Hmm. And I wrote down like the the thing last week just on one of these, and I can now not find the thing I have. So we're not a hundred percent sure on the matchup for next week, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I said the matchup for next. No, I I have the matchup for matchups for next week. I'm just keeping those. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I found it. I found it. It was the uh, yeah. It was the. The Grizzlies versus the Lakers, Warriors versus Heat, and the Raptors are in the Thunder. And the okay. Thunder are out, the Lakers are out, and the Heat are out. So you're not uh, giving any spoiler or uh... no, no spoilers. You want to hear that? You want the next mascot, last mascot standing? You show up. You put no this teasers. podcast on your grandma's phone, and no if you don't teasers. do that, then you don't get to listen. You don't hear it. No teaser. You just know it's coming next week. We're gonna have another episode of Last Mascot standing for you. And if you want to hear it, you show up. And if you don't want to hear it, then I'm sorry. It's gonna be part of the podcast next week. <laughs> It'll be after the Grizz stuff, so you can turn it off after. <laughs> Great ending to another week of Last Mascot Standing. Fantastic as always. Now let's get into the final thing, which is basically the NBA version of what we did, first of all, talking about the Grizzlies. Because we do want to open this up a little bit to not just the Grizzlies. Who are the other teams that right now you would say are NBA title contenders? Um, And so we use the exact same criteria. A lot of teams don't make it right. There's some honorable mention. There's teams that are in there right now that make a lot of sense that you think could move up or move down, depending on how the next, you know, 30 to 40 games go. Um, but let's talk about uh, your contenders here first. Um, so we use the same criteria. We didn't mean to, but it worked out. Um, but I think you went more of like an eye test route. Did you not? Is that how you I did? did I did go okay. eye test. So yours oh. is more eye test. Mine is more based on these numbers that we did originally so let's hear uh let me hear your eye test and see your eye test contenders right now and see where they match up to the numbers yeah um, absolutely list of contenders so i'm going to give these to you in my in ascending order so i'm going to start it i have four contenders Mm. 
and I'm going to give them to you number four to number one. Okay. I think is the best and who is the worst. So at number four, we have the Nets. Oh, okay. I think with Kevin Durant, I think that they're one of the best teams in the league. I think he's looked extraordinary this year. And um, like we were talking about earlier with the Warriors having that lull in the middle of the season last year with him being injured and stuff like that, I think that could – I mean, I know it's supposed to only be two weeks, but that'll turn into like two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, you might see them become an outlier too just because of losing Kevin Durant for that stretch of time could potentially – could yeah. potentially impact what they've been doing throughout the season. Great point. Yeah. Um, at number three, I have the Grizzlies. Mm, Grizzlies. Which yep. I know we already talked about actually does match up with what their net rating is. Yeah. Um, at number two, we have the Boston Celtics. Mm, I am very curious to hear number one is then. My number one, and who I think is unequivocally the best team in the league right now, is the Denver Nuggets. Oh, that is really interesting. And um, you, what I think is interesting about you saying that it's really interesting is those are just the top four teams. Those are just the top four teams in the NBA. That's but totally fair. As, yeah. I've, as I've watched, you know as I've watched this season and stuff like that and watched different games and things, those are the teams that I consistently look at and go, those, this is a team I could see in the finals. This is like, there's mm. I have questions about all the other teams, you know, when I watch them, I have questions about, you know, the Clippers. I have questions about the, definitely questions about the Lakers. I have questions about the 76ers. I have questions. I mean, I have questions about the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, but I, wholeheartedly believe these are the teams that kind of have their shit together and know what they're doing and know who they are as a team and like what they're supposed to the players on the team know their roles know what they're supposed to do and they haven't got and like all those teams have uh great players leading the charge wow so that's my eye test top four it's a great top four here's what's interesting is your number one the nuggets is actually one of my honorable mentions oh okay um, now the Nets, the Grizzlies, Celtics, obviously in it. Mm-hmm. Now I, this isn't more open. Um, if I was being very strict to how we said with the ratings, there would really only be one other team, and it'd be the Celtics. Mm-hmm. They're first in offense, eighth in defense. They're first in net rating. Uh, but I open this up a little bit to you know a couple spots that are just right on the fringe outside Um, because the other four teams besides the Grizzlies, um, the Philadelphia 76ers, 10th in offense, fourth in defense, and they're sixth in net rating. Okay. So they're right there. Uh, Now I'm not ranking these. These are not a ranking. These are, I'm just going down the board right here. Um, The Cleveland Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. 13th in offense, second in defense behind the Grizzlies right now. They were not an honorable mention for me. They are third in net rating, which is one of the big things. Um, The Pelicans? Yeah, that's right. New Orleans Pelicans. Everybody's injured all the time. It seems like they don't have any lineup continuity. Sixth in offense. They've managed still a top five defense. They're fifth in defensive rating right now, and they're fifth in net rating. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are in here, fifth in offensive rating, ninth in defense, which was surprising to me, um, and then seventh in net rating. And I said the Celtics, of course. Um, but those would be my others. So I kind of have it in like six right now. Mm-hmm. So the Grizzlies, Celtics, Cavaliers, Pelicans, 76ers, and Nets fit it right now. Mm-hmm. Now, my honorable mention, the Nuggets, we got to say first off, the only reason they're out of this is because they're 18th in defense. Um, now, this is probably the best number they've had in a while because for most of the season, it was in the mid to low 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're fourth in net. They're still doing okay with that because they have, I believe, second, the second best offensive rating number, I believe. Um, yeah, I think they're second behind the Celtics. Other honorable mention, the New York Knicks. Wow. 
ninth in offense, tenth in defense. I'm glad this is based on math. Eighth in net rating. This is a team that truly does not pass the eye test, right? No, not even a little um, bit. Not I mean, even if, a little bit. If they yeah. if they had like if they had like another like great player like like a uh, transcendent player, then yeah. yeah. Like a Donovan Mitchell, maybe not even Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Like, you'd have to go like one higher than like a level higher than Donovan. And I think Donovan Mitchell's great, but I'm just saying, like, at what, like, you know, give it a couple of years, maybe Donovan Mitchell. But like, looking at Donovan Mitchell last year, and like, you know, you're not going, oh, yeah, we just had Donovan Mitchell this mix, and like, we're we're headed to the finals. Yeah. I know defense in four years that this is why I put them as honorable mention, which seems crazy to compare them my honorable mention with the nuggets, but these are just what the numbers are right now. Now these would not pass an eye test at all. Um, I would not expect them to do anything in the playoffs, but at least they at least have to be mentioned. I can only think this team falls out, right? Like they won't be honorable mention in the season. Um, Another team that an honorable mention probably won't be there at the end of the season. The Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. uh, third in offense, 24th in defense. Um, but it still gives them a top 10 net rating. They're ninth right now, which is surprising. But as soon as that offense craters, they're toast, right? right. And I know it's been, it's held up so far this year, so you would think that it would the rest of the season. But they have not really been hit with a big injury bug. And, you know, most NBA teams just – aren't that lucky for an entire season. So we'll see what kind of happens with the Kings. But the last one that they're awful right now. Um, and a lot of people are not going to like this, but the Phoenix Suns are sitting right there. 12th in offense, 12th in defense somehow. Now that's probably going to change tonight after they, the Grizzlies dropped 140 on them. Um, but 12th in offensive rating, 12th in defensive rating. rating? (laughs) Do I? You think that might hurt their defensive rating? (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, But they're 10th in net. So this is a sneaky one, right? Like, I could see them getting, you know, Devin Booker back, Cam Johnson back, and them just climbing back up. So this is a one that is honorable mention that I think could be in consideration by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that could be like the Warriors of last year. If nothing goes wrong, right? Like, this is kind of like what exactly happened to the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Now, I I don't know if I'd trust the Suns to win NBA Finals, but they did make a Finals. So they're kind of on the outside looking at. So I'm looking more towards like the Suns and Nuggets moving up. Maybe a team like the Cavaliers, you know, um, or the the 76ers to fall out. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I am with that. Um, so honorable mention is interesting. I like your top four. It's right in line. The Nuggets is the interesting discussion because, you know, Mike Malone, coach Mike Malone has said they want to be a top five defense. Well, that's just not going to happen. Well, they don't um, act like it. True. And it just, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. They've got plenty of guards and offense. We've seen that. Um, and that's not going to be a problem for them, but the defense might be something that's, gonna haunt them from like i could see them making a western conference finals i doubt seeing them in a finals so i as of right now i can't say they're a title contender but i'm almost there so i agree with you if if i were just doing a poll of the nba i think for sure you would say title contenders definitely celtics grizzlies nets Mm -hmm. i think i think that's for sure um, and then you could talk to talk me into a couple more and you could talk me into the nuggets, but we'll kind of revisit this again at the end of the season to kind of compare where we were, you know, in mid January and see how it kind of ends up and see if any team falls out or, or, you know, makes a late run or something like that, because, you know, the blazers are someone that's weird. Who've got good def- uh, offensive rating, but their defense is terrible. So they have no net rating at all that helps them. So I, there's a lot of weird teams. And the net rating kind of shows that there is a lot of parity in the NBA this year. Mm -hmm. So I think you make a great point in that. So it just leads to what could be a really interesting wide open um, NBA playoffs, which I know we usually say, oh, it looks more wide open than it goes chalk. But um, it definitely feels 
more wide open than it has recently. So he could get a weird team that's like one of the outlier teams that doesn't hit these measurables in this mm-hmm. kind of year. Um, a 2006 Miami Heat or a 2011, you know, Dallas Mavericks type oh. team. Uh, but do you have anything else? Rockets. Or 94 and 95 Rockets. Isn't that crazy that, that they, the, the, the years that Jordan was out, mm-hmm. um, they went back to back and neither year did they really hit historical markers on being a champion. Nope. Um, but they were also almost out of the playoffs in one of those years. But Mario Eli, you know, hits that game winner um, in game seven, kind of saved it for him. Um, but anything you want to add or want to say or plug before you close us out for this episode? No. Just check out, like, you know, the Grizzly, the stuff they're doing, and keep that up and follow the free basketball on Twitter. Yeah. At free basketball three. Um, yeah, part of the cool. should we Grizzly. change it back to two maybe i don't know if we can change it back to two maybe i'll try uh it's probably already taken already <laughs> probably the bots thanks Elon. <laughs> the bots that's right uh but follow us at the grizz lead uh at grizz lead grizz underscore lead i believe or at the grizz 901 podcast um the group the crew is doing awesome over there with no bluff and pod um you know the normal shows with daniel and nathan and sometimes i'm on there and then of course the whole grizzly staff doing a lot of articles and keeping up to date with the grizzlies so it's nice to have all sorts of grizz content coming your way all the time um for me and cody everybody have a good week have a good mlk day or hope everyone had a good martin luther king jr day and we'll see you guys next week